Welcome to South London Hardcore. I'm Jack McEnroy. Steve Walsh there. Hello. Louis Peckham also in the house. King of Peckham. In Annerley. <laughs> Royal visit. Exactly. <laughs> the idea of today's show was to do a local news special, which is something we've done a few times, and we've got Louis with us, who's done a couple local news specials with us before, I think. One. And usually this takes the form of us scouring local newspapers, local websites, and finding stories that are a bit odd, um, just highlighting weird things that local news seem to think have some relevance. But it just took one look at the News Shopper website, which is a local news website that covers a few different areas in South London. And it's just dominated by one event, which is the recent attack in... Woolwich. I was having a look just at the headlines on the page and the lead story is related to it. They've got a tag at the top. They've got like various tabs for news and sport and leisure and they've got a separate tag for Woolwich Attack. So you can go to all their Woolwich Attack related headlines over the last couple of weeks. But then on the page itself there's 50 different headlines on there and 14 of them are in some way related to that one event, which is 28% of their headlines on the front page, which is remarkable, I think, yes. for a single story. It's easy to learn it. 50 times 2 is 100, 14 times 2 is 28. Well, yeah. Get my calculator out. <laughs> Check the workings, it's all fun. Yeah, and it just seemed, obviously, you know, they are a local news thing, it's a, 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 something that's had uh, wide media coverage, so they are going to cover it a lot, but it does seem disproportionate. It does seem... I don't think so. I mean, no? it's the only national news story that's um, happened in South London. But to find 14 different ways to mention it. I mean, to give you an example, um, the headline that's up there at the moment is uh, Michael Adebwali in court charged with Woolwich Lee Rigby murder. And just the phrase in that headline, I mean, that is news, that is important. It's a progression to the story and that the guy's in court facing charges for the specific act. But once you use the phrase Woolwich Lee Rigby murder, you just get the feeling they're just hunting down hits, aren't they? They're just trying to make it... Search engine optimisation. Yeah. SEO. Yeah. So, you know, Woolwich murder, Lee Rigby murder, but Woolwich Lee Rigby murder just feels like they're just trying to harvest hits. And at that point, I think it moves beyond being a news story and suddenly you're you're finding news organisations who are essentially trying to generate advertising revenue from... An incident. But I think it's important to sort of be aware of this. You know, it's easy to sort of imagine that these newspapers have some form of guidance in terms of how they're going to, you know, operate and behave. And if suddenly they're seeing this as an opportunity generate hits and that's what's getting the hits then you're going to get 14 separate stories that are using these buzzwords that aren't necessarily new. and you know we'll be pushing out other things we'll be emphasizing other things one of the links is old footage of this guy uh just doing a rant outside a mosque talking about sorry about that <laughs> what is um, early work yeah some of his early work but you know that when you look at that you know that's skewing him getting you know, a fair trial is ridiculous given that everyone knows the uh, instance of the case. But it, it, it does. what does it help to know this? We know that the guy has firm views on Western civilization. We don't need to see a video of him. We, we're definitely sure what his views are. Just showing him doing it is just a way to generate clicks, isn't it? 
This can't be the first time you've ever been let down by news media, though. That's just... Yeah. No, but I mean, on that last local news special, right, you brought, Steve, from their website... Um, a thing about uh, some psychic who thinks that Arsenal need to change their manager. Like, <laughs> what was the purpose? Is that the purpose of that to inform the? Uh, you know, is that local news or is that just no? Actually, uh, to get we've made the point before uh, where they've had headlines about you know tennis balls designed for puppies. This is well, it's a long-standing criticism we've had local news. Still a lot of it. <laughs> I've got it in my. It's on I'll be back in a second. It's, it's in my uh, local news. To clarify, it's not, they're not designed for puppies. No. You know, they were used designed by puppies. By puppies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cruel. But yeah, it's just the case of while doing research for this local news thing, you realise that at the moment, in real terms, there's no such thing as local news. There's this one story in this particular. Uh, website that's dominating everything else so I mean people might know that uh, I've gone on about it enough that I've got uh, tendonitis in my, in my wrist three episodes in a row now mind you a lot of it is people asking that. So, it's people have asked why are you wearing that on your wrist but yeah so I've kind of I'm limited in what I can do so basically what you're saying is Steve you sort of took on the mantle of uh, finding local news for us to talk about and you failed I've been failed. It's <laughs> my contention. Also, uh, and you know, these are quite broad criticisms. As you say, we've seen local news that isn't news before. We're aware that the media are, you know, obviously looking to generate advertising revenue as much, uh, you know, if not more than inform us. But there's a danger to this where looking at the New Shopper website today, as I say, 14 separate headlines about the incident, the top headline being about this incident. The second headline, suspected bomb found in Crayford Town Centre. Where's Crayford? It's... Uh, By Cray? Yeah, a little further out than... But as a headline... It's not South London, it? No, no. But as a headline, <laughs> surrounded as it is with uh, stories about the Woolwich attack... Was it in the Woolwich attacks uh, tab? It wasn't. But it was directly underneath uh, this... And, you know, as a, as a headline... That's not vague, if anything, it sounds uh, far too exact. And when you click on the story, you realise it's a World War Two bomb. That's uh, fa- well, yeah, exactly, yeah. Scaremongering. Precisely. So suddenly you click on that to go, a bomb was found in, whereas I'm pretty sure any other no time... No one's blown Crayford, are they? But any other time that story would be up there, World War Two bomb found in, suspected bomb found in, World War Two bomb found in. That's your story, isn't it? So I think there's a real... Da- and I, I think it would be interesting for us to look at how the media are covering this case. Because, and there is a, a South London-related thing to this, because it's South London's being talked about. It's South London that's being the focus of this. And the focus of, you know, let's put it kindly, visits from certain groups that have an agenda to push. The incident itself took place in Woolwich last week, where a soldier was run over by a car, the two guys then jumped out of the car and attacked him with various knives. Oh, he has a meat cleaver, a meat cleaver involved. Yeah, an attempt to behead him. Yeah. He'd just come out of Woolwich barracks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they then waited around for the police to arrive. It told people to call the police and get the police to come along. When the police arrived, they charged the armed police, uh, were both shot and are now in hospital awaiting trial for murder. Yeah, what surfaced immediately was a video uh, of one of the uh, alleged attackers with a meat cleaver and blood over his hands. Quite alarming. Yeah. One of the most alarming things I've ever seen in, you know, on the news. And, uh, you know, 
doing this rant um, about you know essentially about Western foreign policy, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, you yeah. know. This it's quite. A, I mean, it was quite rid of your government. Yeah, it's a quite an odd thing where you have got a guy clearly with a South London accent going. You yeah. know, this happens in our lands all the time. <laughs> you know, talk about British. Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah, Pakistan. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the interesting aspect to the case. It was probably well the fact that it takes place because obviously nine eleven was arguably the first major incident that was captured on video phones and recorded almost live on the internet. In the Western world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, and, and with this, of course, almost immediately, it was live-tweeted. There was a guy who was not... People weren't sure if it was true at the time, but all the facts that he laid out have been verified since, um, who live-tweeted it. And people with video phones, before the press could arrive, before the police could arrive, this guy's waiting for the police to arrive and essentially... Doing a promo video yeah. for what he's doing, and it's just someone standing there, pointing a camera at a man with bloodied hands, yeah. holding a paper, who they just watched behead someone, and actually whose body is in, is the, back, in, in the, the background. background. Yeah. Yes. And the, the thing that I found most remarkable about a video: how steady is that person's hand? Yeah, who's who? Oh, you know, it is bizarre. That I know it's um, people have grown up in a kind of. I know it's not. It's not many. Not people are not much younger than me. Say. But they've grown up with a video camera in their hands Absolutely. at all times, which yeah. is very different to not having it. Yeah. But yeah, regardless, how would it be your first thought when? Like, forget even about the person's dignity of the person who's you know not dignity, but what, of but decency. What, what kind of person like witnesses a scene? Yeah, like go that better and start gets filming up and gets yeah. up yeah. close to the guy. Yeah, like stands doing three the, foot away. Yeah, yeah. And let's say just, I would, ru- I'll be running. Yeah, and then when I got home and locked my door, that's when I'd stop running. Like, it's extraordinary that someone's first thought, I better film this. But also... Oh, look, there's a body on the floor. But, it, but this happens all the time now. I'd say, like, in Oxford Street, there was that stabbing. And people were just like, oh, I better yeah. film this person bleeding to death. Extraordinary uh, thought process. I don't really understand... I don't... I can't really understand that at all. But it does seem like with, as you say, Twitter and video phones, we're at a point now where events like this are going to unfold yeah. without any sort of media... Film. I mean, you know, the media will... Do what they can in terms. Yeah, of but they the come. And I suppose they try and it's, manipulate what's already there. It's, now. Yeah. it's a worse kind of voyeurism because, you know, this guy who's filming this rant is doing it with the express purpose to put it online so other people can see it. And other yeah, people yeah will for watch money it. and attention. Yeah, and other people yeah. will watch it. And there's an interesting counterpoint to that. The guy who, you know, essentially live tweeted uh, the incident as it unfolded, went off Twitter for a couple of days and then came back on. To basically announce he had nothing else to say on the matter, wasn't going to be doing any interviews, and had turned down seventy-five grand, yeah. seventy-five grand from various media sources to, you know, to, he's like, I told you my story. This is what I saw. There's nothing else yeah, for me yeah. to say. I, and he uh, uh, apparently he's um, it seems from his website he's a musician and producer. Yeah, and, he's a rapper, isn't it? Yeah, and he's, rather uh, than he's in a new band, Flex Steve. But he's you know would have been quite easy for him to sort of. Yeah, it's quite noble, I think. Yeah, um, he, could have, he could have written the, yeah. the, the hype of that tragedy. Yeah, I mean, he's written a piece for The Guardian. Did you see that? Uh, no. He's basically, his name's Boyardee, and um, he's written a piece for The Guardian. Basically, the headline is something like, uh, even though I witnessed the Woolwich murder, I still have faith in humanity. And he kind of talks in that about, I think that's where it came out, that he turned that 75 grand. Right. But he then just goes on to talk about peace and harmony and stuff, and it's pretty tedious, do you know what I mean? Yeah, There's yeah. no... You know, it's not. It doesn't enrich your life. Yeah, we no, all know no. that people, you know, can get it's on with each other and don't have to kill each other or whatever. But um, 
It seems that he. Uh, I mean, he's obviously. From, I mean, I don't know if it's kind of ghost written to a to a degree, or you know, do you know what I mean? Someone I'm yeah, not yeah. suggesting he couldn't write a piece like that, but you know, what I mean, he clearly is intelligent, yeah. and uh, rational and reasonable. You know, um, maybe he recognizes as well that he will be getting publicity regardless of. Uh, this is the thing, isn't it? You know, I'm sure his Twitter follow account sort of. I think the other thing is as well. He'll get publicity, but he's, he doesn't seem like he's. Kind he's of not caught in publicity. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And like, when, I'm sure you know uh, when he's tweeting it. You, you know, you would. Did you, you see his tweets? Yeah, mm. yeah. One when he goes, um, he said, uh, "All the stuff I've seen in my life. Uh, this is definitely in the top, <laughs> top three. three. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's the other? Two? And what is he? I know his. You're his tweets about his other two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the incident took place. Unfolded pretty much live away from traditional media. The traditional media then arrived, blanket coverage, and as I say, certain groups. The EDL decided that this would be a good time to put themselves in the frame to point out that this is essentially what they've been talking about. They've been predicting this for a while that eventually, if only we'd listen, you know, they could have prevented all this. But they thought that what Woolwich needed after the horrific events that had unfolded, where a man was beheaded and two other men were shot in front of people, that they should probably go down with balaclavas and just throw bottles at people who look foreign. Yeah. And then the police, when the police won't let them close to the people who look foreign, yeah. or their mosque. Weird, this happened again on Whitehall when they marched um, a week later, or a few days later. Chucking bottles at the police. Do they not recognise that these are their own? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And that's the old police crossover. Maybe they had the balaclavas on the wrong way The balaclavas, I thought, were extraordinary. Considering yeah. all these people want to talk about is pride yeah. in their country and pride and, in their and race. They, and, you know, they, they spend probably the largest majority of their time like reaffirming the fact that they're not like a, a, a mob... Yeah. kind of mentality or they're not mm. an extremist party and it's like balaclavas are kind of synonymous with that kind of thing it's 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 you know it's a cloven choice of the terrorists yeah <laughs> what's wrong with an Anqua Scootum scarf strapped around your face exactly. <laughs> a new era Paul Lowe <laughs> interesting thing I found out about uh, Tommy Robinson today Stephen Yaxley Lennon yeah D- double by alternate name isn't it yeah. why would you uh, not want that to be out you know where he got his name from isn't it Tommy Robinson yeah and named himself after a Luton Town hooligan. I mean, these, it, the EDL came from Luton Town football hooligans. Like, that's how it was formed. It's right. like, not a secret. Yeah. Like, he's been, he was in prison for assaulting a police officer like <laughs> earlier in his life. I mean, it's just a, the whole thing's a joke. I put on, on Facebook the other day that uh, they're too thick to be dangerous. And, like, you know, some people replied saying, you know, they are dangerous. And, I mean, they are on a kind of low level. I think they are. There is dangerous. Obviously, people will, you know, influences people. And, uh, you know, say like people in Luton, you know what I mean? There's, there's kind of sort of kids in Luton that are kind of kind of got a bit racist, say. You know what I mean? It's a, bat, it's a terrible influence on well, it's them. It's an outlet for people's worst instincts, isn't it? If, you, if people are wavering and, you know... Yeah, but, what, but my kind of... Uh, the, you know, Tommy Robinson tweeted that, uh, you know, David Cameron's on a holiday and the country is gripped with fear... Country's not grouped with fear, yeah. and that's my point, is that they don't have any influence. What's, what is a danger is that, you know, UKIP are getting massive amount of votes when a lot of their number are, you know, people caught doing Nazi salutes or, you know, putting out quite openly racist things. 
Or, you know, even worse than that, say people, the amount of people who voted for the Conservative Party. But that's another thing altogether, you know, if we're talking about danger. But it's just it's just an absolute joke, isn't it, the EDL? I mean, it's it almost don't bear talking about it. It's a bit like the BNP, where but it's just the like... Thing, the, but the EDL now is, is going to be the threat, it's going to be the enemy, because everyone knows the BNP is... The enemy. <laughs> everyone knows that the BNP are a fucking joke. Everyone knows that Nick Griffin's, like... A buffoon who's actually like, brought onto TV debates just so people can laugh at him. But I think it's people like Tommy Robinson that are the two, the two, the true danger. I think uh, the recent experiences with the BNP have been valuable for the media and the left, just because before uh, Griffin went on to Question Time, there was a huge debate in the media and among mm. the left about. You know, do you give these people the oxygen of publicity? You I mean, you can see the counterpoint to that with UKIP, where Farage has proved, uh, you know, an entertaining panellist on various discussion shows, so they get him on. And they've seen a bump in their polling things. Realistically, and you know, this is an important thing to remember in terms of polls and actual elections, a lot of people will declare their support for UKIP. There's Lionel. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, Des, man, if you're listening, let down, let down, if you're listening, Des, you let me down. Yeah, if you're listening, my just switch off. My yeah, auntie Des, Des. Auntie Sue's going to be in tears. But <laughs> oh, seriously, Des Lynham is my auntie Sue's like top, top man, man fantasy. <laughs> Not anymore. I'm mad to see. Sorry. Sorry, Dad. He's dropped down to like seven now, hasn't he? <laughs> Des, if you are listening, please unsubscribe. This, this isn't a place for you. Unfollow as well, Des. You're not wanted. Yeah, at SLHC, there's yeah, com. But I think the difference here is Farage is of the political class. He'll be found out through uh, a failure to deliver a manifesto, promises, a failure for his manifesto to stand up to any sort of scrutiny. The way that these parties do closer to elections when the glare of the media is put on them, with the BNP and the EDL, the realistic thing is it's not even you have to scrutinise or you know carefully look at their manifesto. Let them talk. Yeah. Five minutes where you don't interrupt and then just hear what they've got to say. You know, Have you seen that YouTube video? Of, it's from a while ago, um, but where the guy is talking about Muslimic infidels. Yeah. <laughs> and there's These... like an auto-tune version. But like you put, seriously, you put a microphone on any of them. Yeah. And this is what I'm saying about not being dangerous, even though there is a danger to it, is that they are, like, they're all thick. Yeah. Like, there's not saying, like, with Farage, is obviously an intelligent man. Even that, well, not Nick Griffin is I not, think, is he? I mean, I he was also, just giggling his way through yeah. question time, wasn't he? There's but a, do you know when you get these people that they do manage to harness it into something, play on people's fears? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But saying, like, with the EDL, are. they went and marched, they went to down the street to march, right? It was at the same time as the playoff finals. I don't yeah. know why they thought, you know, as soon as everyone, probably after they're at number one, to go and, you know, watch football, whatever. Pro Bricks at Palace fans. Yeah, or, or uh, Watford fans. But um, there's someone standing there doing a Nazi salute next to the senator. Yeah. Like, it, you, the mind boggles, doesn't it? I mean, and I think it's important to make a distinction as well between thick and ignorant. Because a lot of these people will be poorly educated. Mm. And that's, that's a separate issue and a lot of that is class-based. But a lot of them are willfully ignorant. A lot of them will yeah. not see the fact that, you know, someone's race does not entail a certain behavioural pattern. That's, mm. And that's the thing that, you know, is important to address. You're not going to... I mean, you know, it's easy to sort of make a, a, a photo montage 
of yeah, the bad signings yeah, and things yeah. like that and go, well, these people... And they are, you know... It's like when you get into a clash with someone on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Unless they're, they're just... criticising your writing and yeah. they're saying, like, you're... Right, like, you, Y-O-U-R or whatever. Um, you know what I mean? You're best avoiding my, that. It just issues, undermines everything, doesn't it? On a, a list of issues I've got with the EDL, their use of apostrophes are so far close to the bottom. <laughs> you know, at the top, I've got much bigger problems with them than the fact that... You know, they're they've not very got, good at... They've you know. all got, like, autocorrect on their phones when they're, <laughs> when they're tweeting nonsense. They change it back, man. Keep it real. First thing they do when they get their phone out of the box, <laughs> turn out, that was probably... That autocorrect was made by a Muslim. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the importance in letting them speak isn't the fact that they're going to misspeak, they're going to be grammatically incorrect, it's what they're going to say. These are people that can't form a tweet, can't do a, a but comment. You can't, but you can't ban people from having... Freedom of speech. No, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like they, no. they should like uh, Nick Griffin should be allowed on question time yep. and you know and get Tommy Robinson on. Yeah, exactly. It'd be hilarious. I think exactly. that's, got that's coming. Speech, yeah, yeah, oh definitely. It's got you know, it's gonna get to a point where there'll be it'll be seen, you know, and this is the biggest thing, the the biggest reason to do it is if you don't then they play the victim again. Mm. Exactly. The whole thing of you know, I'll tell you the most repressed people are white working class men. You're like, well, to, if you never think about this white middle class man, they're on white class. You get, you get Nick Griffin and Tommy Robinson get them on question time. Yeah, it's freedom of speech taken over. Yeah. but then everyone will hopefully see what there's no hope they are. Yeah, yeah they will. People... He can't get through a he can't get through a couple of sentences without saying something that's a lie. Yeah. you know, yeah. quite obviously so. Also, it's not even about, as I say, knowledge. Uh, you know, attacking the welfare. It's not even about. Honestly, a lot of it is just about the way that they're thinking, which is, is prob- bestial. You know that. You know there was a, a someone put something on Facebook. I was you know, going for an EDL uh, Facebook group just because you have to know what these people but are that's, saying. But that's the thing. The other thing too is it's like you know they're okay when they're shouting this stuff through a megaphone to crowds of their own supporters. But when you get them onto like a debate with people who have an opposing view, that's when. That's when they're shown up for the idiots. Say, oh, you could you could take both of them. You could take Griffin and Robinson. You could put them in a chair in the middle of the studio and just let the audience fire questions at them. Like they'd be yeah. within five minutes. But also, just tag. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it's uh, a good kind of explicit because <laughs> I'm calling the racist. <laughs> the, the great thing as well is you sort of, uh, as I say, they they can't help for their nature to come out. And that's the thing that you have to sort of yeah. oppose. Yeah, so, these are hateful, angry people, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, the, the way, you know, they would argue that one of their tenets is they don't want Sharia law <laughs> to be uh, yeah. embraced in the country. Neither do I. No. no oh, but then again, I also don't want Christian law. to be. I don't yeah. want bishops voting in uh, Parliament because... I don't think that human law should be made uh, based on scripture. No, that's what I. Believe. I think the thing Any is as scripture. well, you 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 type it into um, into YouTube, you get people at EDL marches going. You know, there's already towns in England where they're practicing Sharia law. Yeah, and it's Which like, well, what a, are you talking that's about? That's not man? how the law works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in Bedford, Bedford doesn't have a separate legal system yeah. for the rest of the country. But like the thing is, I think it's important to say. Yeah, um, I'm opposed to many aspects of Islam. Like I find the, it's the misogynistic, homophobic, repressive. Um, so is Christianity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Every, I would say every exactly. criticism we've made of the EDL could easily be made of uh, fundamentalist Islamic groups. I mean, uh, this guy who is facing charges for the murder in Woolwich. There's a, a video online of him uh, 
doing a speech outside a mosque, and he's there going, uh, you know, talking about uh, West uh, non-believers, infidels, and he's like, they're unclean, they're pigs, and, and it's the same. It's a, they're a mirror of each other. Mm. They see the other as as bestial and less than human. That's well, what I was going to say though is that um, that you know that so when they push that element of it. You know, that's they're not fighting for the rights of women. Yeah. It's just thinly veiled racism, and yeah, that yeah. is so apparent. Like, sell it with UKIP. It's it's much deeper. The racism is and the xenophobia, probably more accurately, is kind of much deeper in it. But with the EDL, like, there's like it's so obvious. Yeah. You don't even you don't even need to. It's on the surface the racism. You yeah. know what I mean? The kind of the anti-Islamic um, part of it well, is so so minor. A, a great point to illustrate that on on the EDL Facebook group, there was a you know. A, photo of an Islamic woman in Islamic dress and it said ban the burqa and you know there are issues relating to uh, feminism western practices about the burqa that are uh, you know, worthwhile to debate but the first comment underneath said ban the burqa question mark burn the Muslim and you're like well that's not oh, I see what you didn't do that <laughs> <laughs> that's not you know that's a completely different thing you've gone over the but they don't they want to burn the Muslims that's mm. their response to Islam yeah. Is to uh, burn it down. There's lying on that. I know. Did you see the uh, news stories? You know, it's kind of an amusing aside, I suppose, about uh, the um, mosque in York. With the tea. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I'll, you know, just in case people haven't heard, there was supposed to be an EDL rally outside this mosque in York and uh, five people turned up. Because yeah. that's what we're talking about. The no, numbers are... Yeah. T- and like, like this uh, march that supposedly, I don't know if it happened or not, march from Woolwich to Lewisham Hospital. Yeah. These people are... Tra- I mean, I'm not saying there aren't racist people in South East London. Yeah. But the majority of these people are getting the train down. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <Well, laughs> yeah. An interesting, <laughs> an interesting uh, detail about the story of the, the mosque in York was five people turned up, one guy with a big Union flag... Uh, shouting four other people there's four spent all, he spent all week making that as well <laughs> <laughs> the colours are all way around the, the, the people from the mosque come out with tea and biscuits invite the people in to mm. discuss their issues with you know to clarify a few misconceptions they might have about Islam to explain that you know mainstream Islam radical Islam are, are very different things uh, so four of them uh, go in uh, have a nice chat with people mosque, come out and go you know, it's clarified a lot of me. I'm, I'm glad yeah. I, I spoke to these people. But one guy stays outside, agrees to move on once he's read out his um, bit of paper about how Islamic uh, paedophile gangs operate in the area. And the, 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 the must sort of go, okay. So yeah. he does, and then he just packs his legs. Was there a game of football involved as well? Was that uh, added? I didn't hear about that. Yeah, but... apparently it was a game of football as well. But, yeah, this is another thing as well. They kind of... Uh, this whole thing where they keep talking about Muslim paedophile gangs, as yeah. if, like, paedophilia is some, some way linked to Islam, which yeah. is obviously not the case. I mean, there's no talk about the fact that every TV presenter from the 70s is a paedophile. And that now BBC... Has <laughs> BBC is operating now the biggest paedophile ring. Yeah, exactly. History. It's yeah. just, like, there's no... There, I, mean, I know it sounds obvious, but there's just no basis, is there? No. But, I mean, people, there was been a bit of kind of mockery about the whole tea story and kind of a bit of a backlash. People going, you know, oh, as if tea, you know, as if having a cup of tea is going to fix anything, people's ignorance. Well, it did. But it does, uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It, you know, it's like you grow up, like, you know, I was raised homophobic. And, like, I think, like, a lot of people are, even if it's kind of casual or whether it's extreme. But it's only when you meet gay people that you kind of can actually... It opens your eyes to the fact that these are just normal people. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, if you never kind of go through that, 
then you never change. Yeah, I mean, with... You never never have a conversation with a Muslim. It's easy to demonise someone who yeah. looks different. But and then if, you actually have a conversation with someone and go, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah, they went in and sat down and said to them, our concerns about Islam is... These people like Taylor, like us, what's going on? Ain't going to put none of that curry in now. But, <laughs> but the, the important thing is, well, it's different strokes, different folks. These people are going along and they have concerns that were allayed. Other people... And this is the important thing in the similar things we were about the media agenda. Their agenda, the last thing they want, so, and it's a similar situation, but a lot of parallels have been drawn between the EDL and various uh, groups in Northern Ireland during the Troubles with balaclavas and fear. The last thing that the IRA or unionist terror groups wanted uh, during the Troubles was the end of the Troubles. Because these people then go from being warriors, and I'm doing inverted commas in the air because <laughs> they're not warriors, to postmen. They go from being, you know, top top dogs in the area going kneecapping people for doing this, doing that. You know, they're gangsters, essentially, but they wanted to believe they were soldiers and had a noble cause. And if the war ever ended, then, you know, they've got to go back to driving the bus. Well, they've opposed from the bus. It was, <laughs> it, yeah, it was... Multitasking. Crazy they And that's the thing... I think a, la- a big appeal, similar to, and you know, it's not a coincidence that there's a huge overlap between uh, the hooligan community, for want of yeah. a better word, and the EDL, is and, the fact that... help for heroes. <laughs> it, allows, it allows these people to imagine, particularly once you start branding as EDL, they go from sort of going, yeah, I'm, I'm representing Luton Football Club, <laughs> at a very specific time period, and I will fight for the pride of that particular institution. You say to them, you can fight for England, you can fight for your nation. No, no, the government won't fight for you. What you I mean, one of the big things about the EDL uh, deciding to march on Wednesday night was the preposterous idea that they seemed to think that army barracks needed backup from hmm. a load of tubby blokes in polo shirts. Yeah. You know, just... <laughs> it, it, you know, I wonder how many of them marched uh, to save Lewisham Hospital. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Time, you know. but, but also, uh, if they have so much... Uh, pride in their armed forces, why do they think they're incapable of defending themselves? Seems odd, doesn't it? It's almost like they've really fought through their actions. The barracks is where they keep all the guns, they'd be alright. Yeah, they're fine. You know, as you say, Lewis Hospital is in much bigger danger than uh, Woolwich Barracks right now. Did you see uh, Help Heroes won't be accepting Tommy Robinson's uh, £3,000 donation? But, well, uh, they don't accept donations from any political party. Yeah. So I'm sure if individual racists want to... Yeah, I mean, this, this is the trouble with Help Heroes, isn't it? It's just... I mean, the name, obviously, the fact that, um, A, that these people are supposed to be heroes, and B, that I'm, I'm in some way obliged to help them. But on top of that, like, it would have been nice if there would have been a clear statement there, but yeah. they don't want to alienate large parts of their... Uh, yeah. People walking around wearing their bracelets, do they? Once, once they're... Uh, statement said we don't accept from any political organisation like you think the EDL is a political organisation <laughs> how about you go we don't accept uh, don- uh, donations from ignorant thugs mm. that would be nice wouldn't it I'm a bit more honest but as you say I don't think that would be honest Steve actually <laughs> <laughs> you see them with we, we happily take <laughs> donations from do you think there's any element we haven't covered the Facebook page What's your Facebook page the one that EDL set up that was the help for Hitler. You know, the remembering... Help for Hitler. Help <laughs> <Handy> for Hitler. <laughs> I had the first album, that was good. My brother likes them. I didn't give him the money, though. They always put me off. Uh, <laughs> no, you know the Facebook page that was remembering... R.I.P. R.I.P. Drummer Lee Ripley. Yeah, and it was actually set up by the EDL, and it's and it's just a message board for race. Yeah. But it's a scary thing about kind of, especially kind of, 
probably racism and that kind of thing in the last five or six years is now you can kind of see it on social media. Yeah, absolutely. Well, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, away from like, it. It's like, not in people's phones yeah, anymore, like 15, is it? 20 yeah, yeah, yeah. years ago, it was like maybe, you know, one kind of far-right lunatic. But now you can actually see... What people are really what thinking. What people are really yeah. thinking. And the idiots who don't... Who actually, like, if you sit there and you think... The reason that you know that guy got killed, you should send them all, you know, send them all back and stuff like that. That's someone who actually thinks that people want to. Well, like Rod Liddell, wasn't it? Writing about black savages, you know, yeah. like these are you know in mainstream media. Yeah. Like I wrote a blog um, a few weeks ago on you'll win nothing with yids dot com. My top. Is that one. still going? Uh, rarely, rarely. But I was compelled to write about Ron Atkinson uh, being on MUTV. You can read about it on my blog. But basically, it just it goes to show, really, that as soon as you broach the subject of racism, you, it, it becomes immediately apparent how little regard people have, how little understanding people have of racism, and and sort of the views that people hold kind of secretly. Like as soon as you as soon as you broach the subject, it's like you know the replies you get, even if it's mm. only just people kind of casually or just no understanding of it whatsoever. Talking of. Uh news media outlets kind of like honing in on the story as always the Daily Mail on their website uh, done the story where they interviewed uh, Lee Ripley the owner of his favourite kebab shop <laughs> and the guy and actually he's alive fighting back tears he said he was my best customer <laughs> as he kind of like I'm closed like my business is over he used to come in three times a week but they had like CCTV footage of him like ordering his food, and there was like we go like he'd come in, he'd, I bet he didn't get seventy five grand for that, did he? But he was just like he'd come in for like kebabs and pizzas. He was my best customer, and he was actually crying. And yeah. and it's probably going to have to close down. Now. But it's like the Daily Mail thinking, let's ring some more out of this. Yeah. What angle has not been? Exactly, new shop ain't done that, have they, Steve? Exactly. Quite no, they haven't. They missed out. They missed that trick. <laughs> He, Guy in Costco's in tears going, he used to buy cigarettes for me. <laughs> Mars bar every week and a copy of the sport. I don't really have any local news, Steve, either. They're saying about they're going to uh, open up like a ocean liner port in Greenwich. Okay. And also, this burger... Wave, left, a wave of immigrants. The size of this burger, yeah. Look, it's a quadruple burger in Greenwich, right? And if you uh, can eat it in... 20 minutes you get it free so I'm thinking about going man it's got bacon and cheese in it as well and you reckon you could do it I reckon man how much it costs if you don't get it for free 15 pounds what but like that's not crazy man you pay pay more for you don't like share it amongst you can but you won't get it free to be fair um, they've got a little safety symbol in the corner that says don't fry this at home (laughs) (laughs) it's a nice touch man versus food style isn't it I reckon I'm on that man at the Mitre Hotel in Greenwich it's nice they've put the warning there yeah. Safety. Oh, uh, burger and chips. I'll say I won't eat the chips now. You oh, you have to. That's Do you have to eat the it. chips? Yeah, eat eat the fifteen pound mighty 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 burger. It's not chips fifteen pounds. And Steve. you get fifteen pound burger. Fifteen pounds? No, it's not. Oh, fifteen pounds to pay for. We mean like, like a fifteen pound. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm reading what it says here. I don't know what. Uh... It's one Italian brioche bun plus a middle bit of bread. Four 225 gram beef patties, everyone's hot with cheese, bacon, a battered onion ring, and Nagaboot Jolokia peppers from India. Do you know about this? Yeah, that's the thing, man. The peppers might. A, that's a sabotage move, isn't it? That's... Do you think it is? Yeah, definitely. Swallow them whole. There's lettuce, tomato, and onion there as well, says uh, Matt. 
We want some healthy stuff on there as well. <laughs> Five a day out. Dr. G Visitor writes, we suggest you don't order this every week, or maybe order and share. And definitely don't ask for the dessert menu afterwards. Dr. G Visitor. There's always room for dessert. There. That's, that's the thing. That's five years of medical school. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> right, thanks for listening. Thanks for having me. Next, thanks for, thanks ne- for being had. Yeah, next time you're on, Louis, we'll talk about uh, something more pleasant. Well, that's the last time we talked about Peckham, so. Exactly. <laughs> Can't get more pleasant than Peckham. No. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Cut out there, yeah? Cut out on the siren. Yeah! Yeah!